0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's now time for our main event. Take a trip back in time to the golden era of the wrestling world with your host, Chris tetralt Blaine. Welcome to Once Upon a Turnbuckle.
1: Welcome to another very special episode of Once Upon a Turnbuckle and this week we delve back into the the new wrestling superpower, which is Pro Wrestling Carnage, um, with a guy who's had quite a hand in it, as well as being um, the other half of the big main event, which I've covered recently with uh, with Cayman. I welcome to the show, Dangerous Danny Owens. How are you, mate?
2: Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you?
1: All good. Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. All good. And I, I said to Cayman that I um I, I would get your side of the story. Um, as to obviously what happened at the end of that event. We'll get into that. That
2: was a lot to tell.
1: <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear it. But um as as normal, really, I think, you know, well firstly congratulations for being a part of Pro Wrestling Carnage and, and you know what what you've done so far. It's really, really um impressive to see, you know, for your first event what went down.
2: It's been a graft.
1: But uh it's it's all been worth it, I suppose, on that night. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Cool, cool. Like I say, we'll get more into that down the line. What I want to do to begin with, like I do with a lot a lot of my guests, really, is, is strip it right back. So in terms of wrestling, um, where you, where and when you discovered it first for yourself, if you can remember that moment that kind of hooked you in, were you a fan before you started sort of deciding to get in the ring yourself?
2: Yeah, um, I was a fan. Um I was living in Cardiff with my parents and uh, we decided to move closer to my nan after uh, my sister was born right. and um, I got friendly with the next door neighbour's uh, son um, we become friends he had a load of wrestling DVDs I was around I want to say nine right. um, and I didn't know what wrestling was so I asked him "What what's all this hmm. um, and uh he was like, "Ah, oh, take one of these. Um, take one of these videos. Have a watch. See what you think." I can't remember what um what event it was, but I all I remember is that it was um a small person match and being PC now. A okay. Small person, a, a small person match. Yeah. And um, Sunny was the guest referee. Yeah. And it had like yeah. a, I remember the mini gold dust and I can't remember oh, many wow. of them um, that were in the match. Okay.
1: I do remember vaguely that. Yeah, like Max Mini, I think he was around yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And uh I, I I thought they were kids. So I was like, <laughs> I, I could do this. Um I'll just have to put on some pounds. Um, but then started watching continuously. Then we got sky and we found uh Raw and SmackDown.
0: okay.
2: Um, so got into it then um, around 2001. No, wait there. Yeah, 2001.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. Interesting year to be a wrestling fan back then.
2: It was really? very good, yeah. yeah. So I've become a, a hardcore fan from then and uh, yeah, I've not looked back since. Cool, cool, cool. So was there any
1: moment or star or or, you know both that kind of really hooks you in that you remember is that that eureka moment almost where you're like that's something that i really want to do
2: um so everyone's gonna go for like you know austin or um the rock uh people like that um i love bucker t okay because of his his music his music was fantastic
1: i love that Um, yeah
2: I remember staying up late and um, my mother would work nights so my nan would be looking after me. She'd have gone to bed. I'd be watching uh, Raw, Smackdown. I can't remember which way they went. One on a Friday, one on a Saturday Mm. back in those days. And uh, Booker T's music playing and me trying not to nod off but as soon as his music was playing I was awake, I was there, I was watching. That's cool. RVD was another big one. I loved RVD. But obviously, as I got uh, as I got older and into the business, and been watching things back, uh, Flair is all time. Yeah, my my favorite.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I think Flair. I think I've said it on one of two of my shows before. When Flair came back in that sort of era, um, I I stopped watching it around about that time. Oddly enough, yeah. I kind of fell fell off it for about fifteen years. But I knew when he came back just sort of after WCW folded he did a lot of out of the ring stuff where he was like the GM then he got back in the ring and I was kind of like I I don't know why he did it really because he was not patch on what he was before when you go back and you sort of see the old stuff but, um, well
2: that was the first time I seen him um was when he come back and he was the mm. co-owner with Vince and um I thought he was great then but didn't know the backstory yeah. of him didn't yeah. know what had gone on and then after I started watching you know NWA and and, and stuff like that it, yeah yeah blew my mind
1: I bet I bet so were you what, have you got the appreciation for the old school stuff as well oh, yeah. sort of going back yeah
2: um I, I like to think that my sort of style is uh, based on old school stuff especially now that I'm tagging with uh Busky Blanche we've we've sort of gone to like you know old school tag stuff yeah. Things that like people don't use anymore, like grabbing the leg when you go for a tag and, and you know, stuff like that.
1: I think from what I see of the, the current stuff, you know, really what WWE has been putting out, to be honest, my main reference point for this is the tag team scene really has dropped off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back when I started watching it, we're talking about late 80s, early 90s, it was it was massively respected. You had some fantastic guys, you know. I think about Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard you know you had the rockers back then you know guys like that and there isn't really then they just started putting singles guys together and making them the tag champs and there was no identity anymore as a team so so this is um this is your team just sort of jumping forward then this is beers and beatdowns am i right? right yeah cool cool so we can jump around a little bit so yeah talk about how you know your main influences are there any main influences as a team like you just mentioned is there anyone you refer back to for
2: that we we sort of we watch a lot of old stuff and we take little bits from different teams, like uh we take some of the Heart Foundation, we take some of Demolition, awesome. you know, uh is it we just take little snippets from each one and then we'll just mesh it into our own sort of thing. Cool. Um we've had I think since we started, we've only had two tags together, but they've been very, very fun. I've yeah. really enjoyed them and I've always hated tag team, well not hated tag team wrestling I've actually hated wrestling in tag okay. matches okay. myself Interesting. but um, I'm really enjoying it at the moment
1: yeah it's a lot of fun I think if, if you've got that unit that again that identity together there's a lot of things you can do with that like again that I know I've not seen footage of it I've seen pictures and whatever of, of what you did to Cayman after you won the battle royal for example you know good yeah, old-fashioned beat down after it just to set up that main event you know that's i remember that sort of stuff happening yeah you know that's that's cool that's cool that's
2: that's what we tried to do uh with carnage we tried to do like some of the new style stuff but then incorporate some of the old school Mm. elements as well so it was a bit a bit different from other other places
1: yeah Yeah, makes you stand out and i it's one of the things that that made me in a way fall out of love with where the wrestling business was going for so long is that it was going in a, a completely different direction and it seemed to leave. I know things have got to move with the times, but it seemed to leave or influences from the old school days at the door. And it just didn't yeah. really seem to be, you know, it, there wasn't any reference back to it. And yeah. I thought that's where, that's what made the sport as big as it became. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's great to see that you're still, still hanging on to those, you know, and that's coming back. I know so. it.
2: That's cool. I watch, I watch the old stuff more than the the new stuff.
1: Yeah, still. yeah. But, have you have you got a favourite era, sort of, or a favourite uh, promotion or whatever that you go back to within that time?
2: Uh, I I love I love NWA. Hmm. I always have. Um, I'm loving what they're doing now at the moment as well. I was going to
1: say when I found that, I think last year, whenever I I thought it was brilliant that there's. They were still... And they're doing it so true to, again, what it was. Yeah, You
2: know, in the... um, But, yeah, and uh, NWA in the 80s, I think. I love 80s wrestling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you put... I guess something else I've said, you know, to many in the past. You put the two rosters together side by side. Probably 88-89, you got the WWF against the NWA. And I, I would... The NWA on paper had the better shows. I feel when you got Flair, Sting, Freebirds, Road Warriors, yeah, Luger really to a certain degree. You know, I I wasn't. I was brought up on Hulk Hogan and The Ultimate Warrior, but I quickly tired of them. There's not enough depth in there for me. um, So winding it slightly back again. So so that that moment that you decided wrestling was something you wanted to do. So how did you get into it sort of physically like start training was there a lot going on because I know there's a lot of promotions in Wales now was it like that back then was there a lot of avenues um, to go down
2: um when I started I think there was only one in in Wales in the whole of Wales and that was uh Aurig Williams um but then um Came and done his thing with NWA Hammerlock and bought a training school in Cardiff. Mm. Um, me and my friend that would I'd stay over his house and we'd watch all the per views together. Um, he found a training school. Um, he messaged Cayman. He was like, "Do you want to come with me?" I was like yes. <laughs> uh, but at this point, the the training school was the first Sunday of every month. Right. That that was it. Yeah. Um, so we we tried our best to together all the time. But the first couple of months, uh, we just couldn't find the venue uh, okay. at all. Um, it was in Kates, we just couldn't find Kates at all. Um parking up in the Liddles car park, not knowing that we're literally opposite the uh the training oh, school. Yeah. Um, but we we eventually found it. Um we came and give us his number because we we've been saying look we we've been coming but we can't find a place. He hmm. was like, "Get to Liddles, give me a call when you're outside." So we did, and then all of a sudden, all we see is this big giant of a man walking out the gates, and oh man, me at 12 years old, um, wow. tiny, um, looking up at this great big giant uh was very intimidating and um he took us into the room we'd done basics uh lockups and bumps and and stuff like that and um i think the first thing we'd done was lockups and i was so embarrassed by like just doing it right
0: um
2: i don't know what it was i think it was because there was a lot of people there and i felt like people were watching me when Really, the only person that was watching me was Cayman.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, as he was circling everyone that was doing it. Uh, but I felt like everyone was watching me and I got really embarrassed. But after I seen that everyone else was having the struggles that I was with like the bumps and mm. the lockups and that sort of stuff, I sort of calmed down a bit.
0: Yeah.
2: I was like, okay, I'm just the same as these guys. Yeah. Is it is cool. And yeah, that's how I started. And then every month non-stop and then it started going weekly and then it moved to um uh, uh ed ferris took over and went to newport so i was there for a little bit and then cayman started back up and then he went to Murtha and i was there for a very long time cool. but yeah cayman's my my main trainer i had uh, had seminars with a, a a lot of other people in between um but yeah, Cayman was was the one. Oh,
1: is there is there any particular lesson or you something, some kind of trick that he he um, bestowed upon you from back then that really still is with you today?
2: Yeah, when you're throwing punches or kicking people, um, make them look real. You can <laughs> apologise after if they're too hard. Gotcha
1: fair enough yeah but a lot of you know the, the people watching um they want to feel like they're watching i mean yeah everybody knows you know what yeah. goes on behind the curtain i suppose these days but you, you really want to think you want to suspend your reality for those moments and believe it as much as you can so and i
2: know that match with me and kane when we laid them in because we are <laughs> the same mindset
1: cool well yeah so, you know th- throwing it all out there especially for the the first show I suppose that's really important, but let, let's, let's, let's talk about that then. So the, um the, the first event, the first mutation, Um, tell us what that night was like from your angle. Cause I've, I've spoken to Cayman, obviously, you know, the, the returning hero and everything like that. What, yeah. what was it, what was going on sort of in your head through all of that?
2: Um, Excitement more than anything, because me and Cayman, I was- I've been penciled in a couple of shows um, a few times, but it just never happened. Mm. Um, and I didn't think it was really going to happen. We had a joke going that uh, he's going to pull out on the day. Okay. Uh, so I didn't believe it was going to happen until he got there and he was like, he calls me Smurf. That's the nickname he, he gave me when we were training. Right. And uh, when he got when he got there, he was like, see, I did turn up Smurf. <laughs> yes. Um, but other than that, it was it, it was a busy day for me, obviously, because I was organising it as well. So mm. I was trying to get everything ready. So I didn't get much chance to speak to him. And um, we've got a monitor backstage behind the curtain where uh, we're connected to the, the referees with a headset. So okay. if we like if a match is going over time, we can be like, yeah, tell him to go home Um, and stuff like that or if anyone gets hurt, vice versa, they can get Mm. on the bus and be like, oh, so-and-so's hurt luckily, uh, that didn't happen Mm. Um, but I didn't get to talk to him about the match until probably the match before
0: Right.
2: so um, I was like, right, I got to and I had bits in between because obviously Blanche had a match and I was supposed to be going out with him Hmm. um we had the opening promo uh we had the rumble uh where we attack came after hmm. um so yeah it was it was very busy but then um came and said to you the other day that uh when we were waiting and the music was hitting yeah. um there, there was a moment That's that that it, it was finally happening hmm. um Yeah, it got very emotional.
1: (laughs) Is it like your your WrestleMania moment almost?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. um, It it was crazy. I remember like his music playing, and there was he didn't want to tell you who it was, but I'm gonna go. (laughs) I'm gonna go (laughs) for it. Yeah. So it was it was me, Cameron, and Blanche, and we were all uh, we've all known each other for so many years, and it was just the three of us behind the curtain, his music playing, goosebumps, yeah. like came and just bobbing up and down, getting ready, me just going like, this is crazy, and then me giving him a big hug, and as soon as the hug was finished, he was out there with his uh, his roar, and yeah. yeah, he went, my music hit, and it's the first time that I've got to do it in a while as well because of obviously the pandemic and stuff. yeah yeah, so um, I had a few little spots in the in the show beforehand, but um, listening to my music play and coming out it, it was it was something else and uh, usually, with my entrance, there's a part of the song where I get up onto the apron, I get in the ring. And then on the beat drop, I'll get up on the second rope. That yeah. didn't happen. I done I done the whole yeah on the outside, then went around again. <laughs> and oh, I milked it for all it was worth. It oh, was why not? I loved it, it was amazing.
1: Brilliant. Oh, I no, mean, no, that's 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 brilliant. So um obviously the match itself, from what I've heard, and like what you said as well, quite brutal. You sort of didn't hold back. Um, so, so what happened in the end, really? Because obviously, you know, two sides to every story. Cayman said clean, clean win. I've not seen anything, so you know, yeah. tell me your side, mate.
2: I, I, me and the referee have had a problem for years. I, I reckon it was a fast count, but you know, Caiman yeah. will say it was, not the referee yeah. will say it wasn't. But I think, it, I think the referee was biased. I think it was a bit of a fast count.
1: Might, might have got caught up in the moment.
2: <laughs> uh, is but I don't think that's the excuse.
1: Uh, is there is there a rematch in the works? Do you know? Obviously, you hope there is. Um,
2: sure. I I don't know. Um, the I I don't know. Um, possibly, maybe in the future. Um, I doubt it'll be for the belt if okay. it ever does happen, but. I'd like to have another match with him. Yeah. It was obviously his first match as well, mm. uh, my first match back in a while. Mm. So, we we kept it simple. Um, we didn't go too long. So I'd like to have a bit more of an intense, yeah. uh, longer match with him. Uh, mm. once both our cardio is back up to where it should be, because uh, I put on a few pounds. Since
1: uh, the start of lockdown, who hasn't? Who hasn't? And that—that that was going. I was going to move on to that actually. Then, so obviously, um, talking about Pro Wrestling Carnage as a as a promotion, sort of where it came from. You've you obviously had a lot to do with starting it up. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe of yeah. you. What, what what's your role in it, and sort of you know your involvement in it? When did that go back to?
2: uh so uh, it was my idea. I've I've wanted to run a promotion for a, a very long time. I talked to the the partner about it, and uh, she was like so supportive. Um, she she sort of gets it because she used to wrestle as well. Okay. Um, so uh, that's how we met. Um, so she gets it. She was really supportive, and then I had um, two friends that I talked to her uh, talked to them about it, um, and they were like, "Oh well, if uh, you haven't got the funds, well." the funds you need right now um let's do it together I was like right okay yeah the three of us we've got this um and it started with like just planning out stuff on how we think it, it'll go mm-hmm. and then as soon as we we decided to publish the facebook page um within 2 days having like uh 200 likes and follows wow. on there um, and not announcing anyone, just saying, right, this is what's going to happen. That's brilliant. Um, it, it was crazy. And then we were like, right, okay, we've got to keep this hype. And I think, to be fair, considering we've had lockdown during the majority of everything that we've done on Facebook, mm. um, we've done really well because as soon as those tickets went on sale, not not us not knowing when the pandemic's gonna end or yeah. lockdown's gonna end we were just like right let's go for this date we're going for the 28th of august 2021 and let's hope for the best yeah and luckily a couple of weeks before uh lockdown uh lockdown finished all the restrictions and everything so we were like yes but we were pretty much sold out like weeks before that's amazing um, so I think the ticket sales went up, and I think within a month or month and a half, we were yeah. we were sold out. That's fantastic. Um, just because of all the hype that we have been posting, um, we'd get the wrestlers to do promos and um, and stuff like that, just so we've got content mm. uh, rather than just you know uh, post with words. Yeah. Um, all the guys that are working for us are fantastic anything we, we ask them to do they'd be like not a problem and they'll do it yeah. um we've got a really good roster um all the guys are fantastic and i love them all the bits and mm-hmm. they they made that show just as much as uh, uh, me Kai and dav that's... and Blanche Blanche helps out as well sorry Blanche <laughs> don't forget he helps out as well he does a lot
1: cool so I I guess after all that you know, it's, it's a very emotional night that that first um that first event out there. Did 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 you have a feel that it was going to be a success, or was that, you know, were you just still a little bit nervous about what it was going to turn out like?
2: Well, i i've I've been to a lot of shows and they've never really sold tickets in advance. So mm. I was, even though it wasn't my show, I'd always be at the show and I'd be. Uh, I'd be worried about the amount of people that are going to turn up. Mm. But luckily for this show, we'd sold out. So I was like, right, we know there are going to be people there.
0: Yeah.
2: We haven't got to worry about the people. We've just got to worry about our equipment messing yeah. up. Or um, we we bought a ring. And the ring, I think, came um, uh, about five days before the show. <laughs> um, it taken... It'd take a month so we had to get a backup plan for the ring wow. um which was a nightmare well
1: knowing how some of the supermarkets aren't getting their deliveries so I can <laughs> i can imagine you know how um... so
2: but the ring turned up luckily that's good uh, it turned up on time um so we were good as soon as we got the ring i knew we were set um on the day um i sort of took uh charge of everything so i was doing 100 different jobs and running round, and my mother was there from one o'clock the same time I got there, and I think I talked to her the whole night, about 10 minutes in total. Really? And because I was just, I was doing the ring, and then I'd start doing the projection stuff, and then I'd go back to the ring for 10 minutes, and then go back to there. Um, The only thing I think really went wrong was, in the opening promo, I didn't check the batteries in one of the microphones, so the mic died. Um, and then, um, we didn't have enough room on the stage for the projector, so we couldn't play the music videos we had at the entrance. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but other than that, I, it, it all went smooth. I don't think there was a bad match on the card. Uh, um, some were better than others, obviously. Mm-hmm. My match of the night, uh, personally was uh, James Ellis versus Sam Parker. Um, and a lot of other people have said that as well. Oh. Um, but every match was fantastic. You had a bit of everything. You had the the technical match with Joel Redman and Marcel Leon. Um, you had the comedy stuff with Blanche and Endless Lee. Um, you had the brawling with me and k You had the tag with the, the tag team match. You, you had everything, just all in one show. So you had a like whatever style of wrestling you like, it was something for everyone mm. so i think it went really well in that respect it's
1: it's it's a cracking launching pad really you know to be the first one what's what's next talk about the the next event because i know you've got uh, at least one or two out there that you're promoting i think at the minute
2: yeah we've got october the 30th which is in pencoid again um that's going to be a a little halloween uh special so Maybe some of the guys will dress up. Who knows? That'll be cool. Um, Maybe I'll dress up as Blanche and you can dress up as me. There he goes. (laughs) That's easy, isn't it? Really? Just swap t shirts. That's it. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen yet. Um, I really haven't planned that far ahead yet. Mm. Um, I know the guys that are going to be working on the show. Um, Unfortunately, we can't. Get Joel Redman back for this year. Um, he's he's unavailable on the thirtieth because he's uh, he had other commitments mm. uh, for other promotions, and then um, for the next show in November on the thirteenth, um, his missus is due to have a baby two days yes. after, yeah. so uh, wow. he's having a he's having a few a uh, few weeks off.
1: I've um I actually I, I interviewed Joel a little while ago for this show. Great guy.
2: Oh, he's um, fantastic.
1: I um I've actually got tickets. It's my first wrestling show I'm attending for five years. And wow. he's top of the bill down there in Tavistock. Um and he'll be up against Doug Williams.
2: So, I've seen that advertised, it looks fantastic. Yeah, that would be good. Another one that's uh another fantastic guy. That match mm. is gonna be fantastic. It will be.
1: Yeah. Is there, is there any any others? I mean, you know. Not to kind of spoil your secrets. Are there, there are any others that you've got in the pipeline? Like you know these kind oh, of. We've,
2: we've got a we've got a few. Um, people got to remember that um, Blanche. Uh, he's uh, he's got a book with me, so we book together. Um, mm. We've been around a while. We know a lot of people, uh, a lot of good people. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few uh, surprises up our sleeve. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Cool. On that note, because I know uh Kamen spoke about it again. We're not talking turn this into the Cayman show. He's had his chance. He's got his own podcast. We're not going to keep talking about him. But um he, he mentioned a match that he had quite memorable with Steve Carino. And I know <laughs> you shared a memory of that as well recently. Yeah. Um apart from obviously, you know, your experiences with Steve Carino firstly from that night, did you have any sort of you know dealings with him at all?
2: Um yeah, he uh, when he come to the the venue, he seen that um, me and uh, another trainee Ed uh, were pretty young. Um, I think we were around fifteen at the time, um, and his son was, I think, around ten or eleven. Um, and he started talking to us, and he was like, Do "You might watch him, my boy." And we're like, "No, of course, that's fine." So the whole night. Uh, a little Colby Carino was uh, running around, <laughs> jumping over the walls, and amazing. Um, yeah, we had to keep him in line. So we're like, "Right, stop doing that." <laughs> um, we we were also had to go on the door. So as we were stamping people's hand to s- say that they've paid, um, he'd grab the stamp and stamp me. So if you've seen the picture, I'm full of stamps, and that's why. <laughs> Um, and now seeing how far he's got, he's he's gone to the NWA now. Um, oh wow! Okay, didn't realize that. Uh, he's doing some really fantastic things. And uh, yeah, I remember that little kid that uh, stamped wow. to death. And then after the show, we uh, I took him backstage to go and see his dad, and uh, he he thanked me and he gave me a little bit a little bit of cash for uh, watching his boy. Oh,
1: there you go. Well, so well, that was what cool. a guy. Are there, um, apart from Steve Carino then, are there, are there any other sort of what you would consider sort of wrestling heroes of yours, maybe that you've you've been around or you you've got to sort of perform with over the years?
2: Oh, um, Eugene was a big one.
1: Okay, uh, yeah,
2: all, all, pretty much all to do with K-Man because he was the one booking them. Sure, um, but yeah, uh, Eugene was fantastic. Such a nice guy. Um I had a little chat with him Tracy Smothers was amazing,
1: oh wow, yeah, yeah we
2: had a we had a seminar with him as well, and like his knowledge was yeah like uh, amazing um I've got so many that I, <laughs> it's, it's like the majority of the people are um people that used to work for Celtic on a regular but now they. They in WWE, like Tyson T-Bone. I thought he was oh, a great guy. Okay. He um, he done a lot for me in the in the past. Um never beaten me though.
1: Ah, there you go. So <laughs> um
2: That's and it was nice holding. catching up with him a few weeks ago. Um, he'd done a training uh, seminar in Newport. So me and Blanche oh. went up to uh and we uh went to see him and we had some dinner, and yeah, that was pretty cool. That's cool. Um but yeah, it's people like that. Um, people I'd like to meet, though. I I need to meet Rick Flair. I I did meet. Uh, oh, quick story. I did meet Shane Douglas once. Uh, okay. A, a um, like Q and A thing. Yeah. Um, in Newport, and the majority of his stories were how he hated Rick Flair. <laughs> um. And I'm like, right, okay. I had this blue jacket on. Didn't realize what t-shirt I was wearing underneath. I was wearing my Ric Flair t-shirt. Sure. Yeah. Um so we were going to have photos. The the venue was hot, so I unzipped my jacket. Um, had a photo with him. And he was like, that's funny, kid. I'm like, what? But yeah, it was um. Yeah, That's that brilliant. that was the he, he found it funny though. Luckily. That's all right then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've read a few different stories about him. I like to think that he's got a sense of humour, even if it's a dry one.
2: Yeah, yeah he, he he seemed good. It, like, it, it was a good QA session, to be fair. It didn't yeah. last as long as I'd like it to, um, because it seemed like he was just getting into the stride of it as it finished.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
2: But um it was it was good. But yeah, I've met a few people. We've had Kevin Thorne on uh celtic shows and okay and stuff like that um but yeah it has right. been a few people that i've met a few people that have been really good yeah um but yeah the majority of the the mainstays in celtic i think
1: cool cool so moving back to yourself for a little bit obviously why you're here um talk about you as a as a wrestler now, as the performer, what is your persona? Firstly, for anyone who isn't familiar with your in-ring stuff, you know, can you can you kind of sum it up? What kind of person you are in the ring?
2: Um, yeah, I'd, I look like a biker. Uh, I got the leathers, the jeans, the black boots, probably um, the beanie. Uh, the only thing I don't have is the bike. <laughs> I'd probably kill myself if I tried to ride one. So
1: uh, no yeah. Undertaker-like entrances No, no. soon. Oh,
2: okay. Um, unless I'm holding on to someone <laughs> on the back. Let's <laughs> well um, the image a little bit. But um, yeah, uh, a brawler. Um, I can do some technical stuff, um, but my go-to is like old-school heel choking on the ropes. Give him okay. a couple of punches, a couple of kicks, do a big move, and yeah so that sort of thing i've um but but it it changes depending on who who I'm fighting hmm. so okay. with Cayman, we had a all out brawl pretty much hmm. but then I've wrestled people like um Sid Oakley and we've had a good wrestling match uh, we had a series of three matches and the first two were good solid wrestling matches where okay. the third one was the last man standing, so that was a bit more um yeah, a bit more intense. But yeah, I'd say more of a brawler than anything. Okay. Is
1: there, um, there is there anyone in particular that's that's influenced that side of you then sort of again, probably harking back to kind of the question I asked earlier about your main influences and in that, but you yourself as a performer?
2: Um not really, I've always wanted, I think I've taken some stuff from like, uh, you know, Terry Funk, um, in the way of uh, the way he sells, okay. he was always really loud and mm. over the top with his selling. Um, and that's the way I've been, since I started wrestling, it was really mm. loud, I just sort of change it up a little bit with the gimmick now. Mm. Um, but the gimmick I I feel can work as either both face or heel. Mm-hmm. Um because it has. I've done I've done the whole heel thing, uh turned face, done exactly the same stuff. Right. So the eye rakes, the choking on the ropes, but I'm getting cheered for it instead. So it it, it can work either way, yeah. Just depending on how I am to the crowd, sort of thing.
1: I think Steve Austin busted open that kind of tweener thing. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But i love it. um the i've had i've had um you know advice off different people on little tweaks that i could make and i've mm-hmm. tried it out and some have stuck and then some of i no I'm not, I'm not really into that i'll
0: sort
2: yeah. of put that one to one side but um at the moment with the the tag team which is going to be the majority of the stuff now um with Blanche being part of it, we just jump, well, we bounce off each other, okay. because we're we're best mates outside the ring as well, which helps. Yeah, because we can have our inside jokes um, when we're out the ring, and we can laugh. Yeah, and people will boo us, but they they haven't got a clue what we're talking about, <laughs> which makes it more funny for us. It so
1: makes it more organic, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, you're not trying to force anything there.
2: So it's is really good. Um, he's He's been a bit paranoid about the entrance. He was like, right, you need to do your thing and then I'm going to come under and then we're going to raise the beers. I'm like, let's just do it. <laughs> the, uh, the
1: the more laid back you are, I think, particularly if you're a heel, I don't know, the heels I loved watching back then were the ones who just sauntered to the ring. The boos were going over their head. They were just kind of, they didn't give a shit, you know. And,
2: oh, I am. I I'm one of the guys that when I go out there, I'll start getting the booze. I'll hold up the beer. And then I'll be in everyone's face. (laughs) I'll drink in the beer on the way to the ring. I'll be in everyone's face. Um, But then again, it depends on the crowd. If there's a majority adult crowd, you can get right up in their faces and try and get some
0: um,
2: super heat. Or like Uh, if there's children, you sort of tone it down a little bit. So um, I have had I had carnage and that was majority adults in the audience.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so it was uh, high intense Danny Owens. And then on Sunday, there was a show where we had majority of children. So it was really turned down. But the kids hated us anyway. OK, we, fair we, enough. We, we come out, didn't know if we were face or heel yet. And we held up beers and they were just like. Alcoholic, <laughs> here we go. Yes, told <laughs> oh, him straight away. I haven't oh, done yeah. a thing yet, just held up a beer. <laughs> so is it, was, it was great.
1: But let's let's take down the fourth wall then. Is it, is it actual beer in there that you're enjoying on the way to the ring, or have you kind of got a
2: yes, it yeah, is awesome.
1: There we go. Ideal. Oh, You've got to
2: have a beer on the way to the ring because uh, one of the guys on Sunday um didn't believe it was real beer because when we uh we took the beer in the ring, had a couple of sips, and then we were like, right, where are we going to put this beer? <laughs> Found a little bit of the bar, so we put it on the bar, and he was like, is that real beer? I was like, have a sniff. And he was like, yep, that's real beer. <laughs> Probably, this yeah. is real beer.
1: I often wondered with those, you know, what Steve Austin had, those Steve Wises, whether they were or not, because the amount of them that he used to yeah. seem to get through at the end of a match was, but there we go, you know.
2: <laughs> uh, we went. We went through a couple um, on Sunday uh, at Carnage. We went. I think I went through half a beer, maybe. Right. Um, and then I think Sunday, I went through like three quarters on the way to the ring, and then we were the last match before a rumble, and we got we got destroyed at the end of the match. Yeah, mm. uh, we got beat down by the faces. Um, after we tried. To, to hit them, yeah. Um, and then I was just like rolled out, uh, grabbed a couple of beers. I'm trying to wake Blanche up by pouring beer in his mouth, and I think he drank the whole bottle. <laughs> and then the and then the the guys for the battle royal are coming out, and we're still in the ring, just <laughs> sipping on beer. If there's I'm someone such... we like going past, we like going some beer, <laughs> and they take a sip. Yeah, it, it was, awesome. it
1: was quality. It was really good. Um, we got a little bit off tangent here. Um, only because this is, this is a real kind of, you know, just from my sort of fanboydom, I suppose. Um, when I was growing up, um, the one thing I was absolutely obsessed with was the title belts. Yeah. I would be taking apart the, the amount of board games that lost their cardboard boxes to my array of homemade title belts. Um, the one that you've got as the, the heavyweight championship belt for Pro Wrestling Carnage is probably the best one I've seen. Thank um, you. It's, a, it's a thing of beauty. But, you know, how do you go about designing something like that? Did you come up with these concepts yourself? Did you know what you wanted or did you work with someone else?
2: Um, it was literally uh, the three owners, so me, Kai and Dav, um, and Blanche then in a group chat. We were all on Messenger, like video chatting. And we were like, what do we need this belt to look like? What do we want it to look like? Mm. Um, I was like, I want a red strap. I That's want cool. the leather to be red because it'll stand out. Our colors are red. Yeah. Have our main strap red. <clears throat> so everyone agreed to that. So we were like, right, great. And then we're thinking about what could go on the belt uh, or shape the belt n- needs to be. So we mm. sort of... Um, Went for like a circle, and then we, we sort of designed the tags and the <clears> card strap um, before the heavyweight. So, and they were both circle. So, we were like, right, okay, we need to stay away from circle because them to a circle. Yeah. And then Blanche was like, why don't we make it the shape of the old IC title? Yes. And we're like, yes. Probably that. the
1: best next to the winged eagle, the best title belt.
2: Yeah. In history. Yeah. Um, so, we like, yes, let's do that. So, he done a little squiggle on some lined paper um, It was like right it needs to be this shape what do we put on it I was like how about we do just like a big logo in the middle so we have our logo in the middle so everyone knows mm. what belt it is um, heavyweight champion and then like some cr- make it look like there's cracks in the belt um, go into the, the middle and they were like right okay so we sort of like sketched it out and none of us can draw, so it was a terrible sketch. <laughs> and then I sent it to one of my uh, one of my mates, uh, Stevie. And I was like, "He he draws a lot. Um, if uh, you've gone on my Facebook or anything, there's I've got a t-shirt." Hold on, am I... Yes, I do. <laughs> so he, I don't know if you can see it. So he drew that for me. <laughs> That's amazing. My nickname was Smurf. Yeah. So we drew my gimmick as a Smurf. Um, and I've passed it on the t-shirts. Um, but he done a lot of drawing. So I sent him the the awful drawing that we had. I was like, make this into a masterpiece, make it look pretty.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, this is what our heavyweight title is gonna look like. So he sent us back his drawing the next day and I sent it to the boys and they were like, that is absolutely amazing. We need to get it done. I was like, okay, that's our heavyweight belt. Um, the Outbreak um, belt, which would be our uh, mid-card uh, belt, um, that got changed a couple of times right. because the original idea, I look back at it and it sucked. It was <laughs> really bad. Um, but it We've had the belt and it looks fantastic. It it's, is,
1: it's 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 awesome. It certainly makes a statement.
2: And um yeah, so we got all the belts. We we thought on paper they looked fantastic. We got them made, they got sent back, they, they got sent to us, and we looked them in person and we fell in love. They were amazing. Yeah. I kind of uh, obviously the the heavyweight belt has been in my house for about a year. Right. Um, just up on my on my wardrobe watching me sleep. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's, it's been a bit empty since without it.
0: Like, I know it like- wasn't
2: my belt. I wasn't the champ <laughs> but it's my belt. Yeah. Deep, and then um, now Cayman's gone and stole it. And I was uh, probably on his wardrobe watching him sleep <laughs> or knowing him he's probably hugging it to sleep. Yeah. But, cool. You can you, yeah. Get,
1: you can get yourself one made. I know everyone, all these uh, you watch all these interviews with these like WWE legends, they've got a, you know, they just got all the belts they've ever won, replicas of them on the back. It's fine.
2: Okay, it. yeah, you do what you want
1: yeah. with it, man. Cool. But, cool.
2: I, I, I'm happy that uh we got it and we got came on back and we were able to do that match. So that's brilliant. I mean it was uh, it was a good feel good moment. Cool. Backroom.
1: I I was intrigued actually. You know when he said he was going to do that. Um, firstly, like yourself, yeah. You know, whether whether it would actually happen, and mm-hmm. then whether it's going to be a one-off or whatever. And then when I saw him, he posted that night a picture yeah. of him in the back. I think he just put something like back in the room, and he had the belt. It looked like he just walked in off the street anyway, in his street clothes. I was like, yeah. oh, he's just he's messing around with it at the back. You know, yeah, good. Take a picture. And then, uh, obviously, yeah. When he came through later on with it, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> wasn't yeah, expecting that to was, happen." But you know, good uh, on him.
2: I wasn't expecting it to happen. Um, <laughs> did You think it, you were
1: going home with that belt again?
2: I did, yeah. Uh, there, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of talk of people who we could potentially be, um, but I think. I think he made the most sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. for the first one goes down yeah. to history books, doesn't it?
2: So exactly.
1: All cool. Right. So we'll start wrapping it up. I, I like to, I look, to get to this bit. I like to fire a few sort of quick fire questions out. So I've, I put a few. I put a few new ones in. I will. I will finish on one that I have tried to throw at most of my guests. But I'll put a little bit of spin on it just to get your. Actually, no. Before I get to that. No, a couple of others that I might ask you, actually. So, your, your favourite matches. So, firstly, have you got a favourite match as a fan that you've seen that you, you would go back and you'd watch again and again or has that special moment?
2: Um, Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair in a cage and I can't remember the pay-per-view or the year and it's going to bug me. Because as soon as I get off you, I'll follow <laughs> Um For the um... was it for the
1: was it one of the star codes? Did he do that? I know he did it yeah, with Harley uh, Race.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: cool, cool. I am. I am just checking now, just because I got to do it.
2: Um, <laughs> I think it might have been for the NWA title. Yeah. It was for the-
1: Think they were feuding with that one. I can't find it for yeah. me. But yeah, okay, yeah, good choice. Ideal. Do. Ideal. Do. I think most of Flair's title matches from back in those days. Uh, I haven't seen them all, obviously, but his ones with Harley Race. Harley Race wasn't one that I really liked to watch all that much when I was growing up until I wound it back and I saw you know what yeah. he was doing over there. So cool. So flip it over a little bit. Your favorite match as a uh, as a wrestler, have you got one that sticks in your mind or an in-ring moment? which you would put up there
2: as your favorite? Um, my favorite match, I've, I've got two, but the first one, no one have seen because okay. there was about 20 people in the crowd and it wasn't filmed, um, which was against an old Celtic guy called Jesse Gilbert. Um, and we wrestled in Newport. And when we come back through the curtain, you had the whole roster there just clapping their hands for us, which was crazy to me at that yeah. time. Um, but other than that, it would have been 2018. I'm going to say October 2018. I had my first in the, the, the trio of matches with Sid Oakley. I absolutely adored that match. That match was... It felt good and I was on a high for days, which doesn't happen often mm. um anymore. Um but yeah, that, that match I think I feel special for, for both of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, I suppose you're always striving to to have that moment, that kind of moment again. But you know, it's good to have and to look back on, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, we we tried to do like, you know, we've done the second match and we done the third match and we tried to make them bigger and better. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think the sequel's never as good as the original.
1: No, that's true. Yeah, true in all walks of life, isn't it really? But
2: yeah. And that and that is the terminator.
1: That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I mean that's about it. All we can go down, I'll tell you. Like, um, yeah, I... I, I I get the hype with the second one but the first one always just the first Terminator film was one of the first films that really freaked me out yeah as a kid you know and I think that still has that so it's like you can't turn Arnie face if you're saying it in wrestling yeah wrestling um, regards can't do it it it's fun Right. This way. This has been fantastic talking to you. I I could probably sit here for another hour and sort of you know, go down memory lane and and you know you talk about what you've done, but I will have to wrap it up. Let's kick, let's let's get some some fun quickfire questions on the go. So starting at the top, WWE or AEW?
2: Ooh. After this weekend, AEW. <laughs> um. I watched. Uh. I watched All Out. Uh it was all out, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Top to bottom. Yeah. I don't think there was a bad match on the card. And then all the surprise appearances. You had like inklings that they were gonna be there, but mm. then you didn't know if they were gonna be there, but then they were there. Yeah and yeah, it was it was fantastic.
1: You've only got to look at the reception that CM Punk got. Everybody knew. Oh, I think yeah. it was it was the worst kept secret. Yeah. But it had all that hype and it just I've I've never, I mean, I've I've seen the videos but chills yes. really. The very few moments I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I am a big punk fan. He's probably the one of the only ones from the last sort of 15, 20 years who who I, I, I can listen to for hours. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He's to talking about a talker. So that's cool. I think a lot of people's opinions on AEW are about to change or have yeah. changed, you know. They
2: There's, definitely have mine.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, I was I was wondering as well, um, were they just becoming another WCW by just taking in all these old WWE rejects, as it were? But I think the guys yeah. that they've snapped up, most of them aren't like rejects. WWE just didn't no, really no. know what to do with them. No, you know how I best. That. I think they've started to come unstuck. Yeah, there we go. That's me. Um, the Rock or Steve Austin?
2: Oh. Oh, uh, the the rock.
1: Cool, cool. cool. Your favourite rock moments? Just to throw. Um,
2: the the promo for I think it was Armageddon two thousand for the six man Hell in a Cell match. Is that the one where it imitates them all? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that promo was fantastic. That is, cool. you know. that,
1: that is cool. That is cool. So you probably already answered this question, kind of while well, we've been talking, really. But Rick Flair or Hulk Hogan?
2: Flair all day. Glad you say that. He did Hogan.
1: <laughs> he was one of those. I he was so, so I got into wrestling in '91. So he was obviously massive. He was the one there, and I. I it was my cousin who got me into it, and we we then for a couple of years we each got something: birthdays, Christmas, and that. We each got wrestling stuff. I got Hulk Hogan, he got the Ultimate Warrior. And I was just like, the Ultimate Warrior is just the cooler one of the two. Yeah. You know, so, was okay, yeah, fine. You wouldn't got, really pick
2: any, but if you have to pick, it'd be. Yeah, Florida.
1: exactly, exactly. And then Bret Hart came through and, and that was that really, really for me. So, right. I've really got to put you on the spot with this one. You may need to take a moment to think about this. I don't know. But who's Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Everyone's got one,
2: I'm sure. Dusty. Flair. Harley Race. Um, Austin and Cena.
1: That's five, isn't it? You're putting a fifth one in there.
2: Wait, there was it. it was supposed to be four. Uh, four, I think.
1: I think it's four. I don't know. I always I thought know. it was four. Hang on. Bear with. Be but so you got, you might... got, you got a, you got to get rid of one. Hang oh. on, let me check the picture. Two, three, four. Yeah, there you go. You have got to lose someone.
2: Right. Okay. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll lose Harley Racing Cena. Ah, fair
1: news. Okay, controversial, but mm, yeah, I like even,
2: it. You... Even for me.
1: You you can't um, you can't deny the impact that Cena had. I mean, he was exactly. just he picked up pretty much where Austin that left off. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Fair dues. All right. Final question. This is the one that I I st- when I started this podcast um, I did throw at all my special guests, so it's only right that I give it the Dangerous Danny Owens treatment. Bit of a twist. I always used to ask if you could put yourself in a match at any WrestleMania over the years against anyone, who would you want a WrestleMania match with? But you can choose now either WrestleMania or All Out, <laughs> whatever AW's okay. equivalent. That, that sort of big, massive moment, if, if you if you ever have one.
2: I'd like to play the part of The Rock at Mania 17. Cool.
1: That's very cool. Yeah. So, actually... Okay, yeah, that's the one where Austin turned heel on him. Yes. Like, okay, interesting, interesting. Okay, still one of the most it, shocking moments, isn't it?
2: Yes, it was, and I think was it the next day on Raw? Then the the two man power trip uh, it become was, a thing. I think so. That, oh,
1: that yeah.
0: Fantastic.
2: I, I love those days.
1: I was quite, so I, I just dropped, it's mainly because in 2000, uh, we no longer had Sky past the King of the Ring. So I missed out really. I had to rely on, again, the magazines and the website as it was back then. And I was, oh, then when Channel 4 picked it up, that's right. And it was round about that time, sort of 2001, 2002. So um, I was, I was shocked when they put them two together. This is not something that, but it worked. Especially when they had all the belts, yes,
2: that was was quite cool. And then feud in with the brothers of destruction as well. Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) couldn't have gone there. And then you put the hardys in there. I think Jeff Hardy had a bit of a thing, didn't he? With or even both uh, of them, possibly. Yeah, and then
2: a little bit with Austin after.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. very cool. It's good times. Good time. I think that was probably the last classic time that I can put my finger on. Cool. Anyway. Danny, this has been amazing, mate. Thank you so much for sparing your time. It's been okay. a joy speaking to you. Um, before I let you go, um, you've you've plugged, obviously, uh, you know a little bit of, of what Pro Wrestling Carnage is, is doing next. But you know yourself, it, where can people find you? Keep up to date with what you're doing, where you're going to be, anything that you want to plug?
2: Uh, Dangerous Danny Owens on Facebook um, or beers and b Downs on Facebook if you want to do the tag team gimmick as well. Um, got pro wrestling and carnage on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, with uh, dangerous Danny Owens and Carnage. I can't remember the, the um, <laughs> because I'm awful at Instagram, and I have someone I have someone else that does the the media side of uh, pro wrestling carnage as well because I'm just not very good, so
1: yeah. I get well. someone
2: else to do it for me,
1: <laughs> but you—you you won't have any problem. Trust me, searching for either yourself or Pro Wrestling Carnage, and I implore anyone out there to do both. So, thank you very much. Thank you, Danny. Thanks. Th- you know, best of luck with everything that Carnage and yourself have got got thank going you. on. I'll be keeping an eye on it. You know, maybe even one day I might make it up there and see you guys in person. That'd be quite cool. So,
2: that would be really cool. You should yeah,
1: do it. I should. I will do. But cool. Thank you for your time, mate. And uh, hopefully, maybe speak again.
2: See you soon. Cheers, mate.